Hello and welcome back to Know Better with Amanda. Today is a very special episode because I am here with my best friend Courtney in the tropical paradise of Hawaii. We are very lucky to be here. It was not planned that we would be going out here together, but the rest of my family came down with a rare virus called COVID and my cocktail of Moderna and Pfizer booster seemed to protect me from this virus and so I got to bring a friend on the trip. Court, would you like to say hi to the listeners and tell us how you're feeling right now? Um, hello everyone. Doing good. Lucky to be here in Hawaii. Um, I'm not very good at talking and listening to myself so this will be an experience but happy to do it I think you're gonna do just fine I am not a pro either just remember that Courtney and I have been friends since we were five years old we met just before we were going into kindergarten and we've been friends for 15 years and I don't know that I can say that about anyone else other than my siblings and they're kind of forced to stick around so it is pretty cool to share so many memories so many of the same memories with one person we also we don't really remember life before having met each other like do you remember a lot about your years O through four um I mean my mom kept a lot of home videos as you know because I used to make her watch them with me but I remember a lot of things through videos not like actually that makes a lot of sense uh we both really enjoy looking back at our younger years court loves looking at these videos and i could sit over pictures for hours and just look back at these why do you think you like to look back at these videos um probably because a lot of them are with my older brother when we were younger so i'm really close with my older brother and it's really cute to see like where our relationship like formed from that's really beautiful i love her older brother hi erin and i really enjoy looking at old photos mostly because there's a big part of me that thinks that we don't change that much from when we were quite little like there's a lot of traits that i think are kind of inherent in us which maybe they change in our teenage years but a lot of traits like curiosity which is something I really admire in court are things that remain as we get older and become adult-ish people. I've been able to look back at a bunch of baby photos of me and I feel like I can still see this very kind of shy when I was younger. I don't know if shy is the right word. I just always had my fingers in my mouth so I was always looking around me like I didn't really talk that much for my first few four years because the fingers were always in my mouth so I was always quite the observer and that hasn't changed except now I don't suck my fingers because my dad put Tabasco on my fingernails and I had to had to quit that one. One trait that I would say has been very consistent in Courtney apart from curiosity and kind of silliness is just extreme kindness and authenticity. You're not going to catch Courtney in a false kindness she's too transparent for that which is which is a beautiful thing like you you, I cannot lie why do you think it is that you cannot lie 
I don't really know. I feel like it's always been something a part of me. Like I've, if I lied when I was a child, like my parents instantly knew or my teachers or anything like that. I think it's partially because I like people's approval and stuff like that. But also in like the kindness way, I just, I have a part of me that feels worse if I lie and like am hurting other people or something like that. I just feel like it can have negative consequences versus just telling the truth. People will trust you then. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I also think it's interesting that you're saying it's important for you not to lie because of approval because to some extent that argument could be made for lying because lying to please people even if it's not like a a horrible lie or whatever you want to call it is kind of convenient if you're looking for people's approval and then you mentioned having this kind of strong sense of moral integrity you don't want people to take you less seriously as a result of your as as a result of a poor track record and something that I was talking about with oh I was talking about with my friend oh that was a beautiful little voice crack anyways I was talking with my friend Amelia how I think a lot of my morals were formed when I was quite young because I went to a Jewish preschool and Courtney also went to a Jewish preschool and when you are a young student and student is a pretty loose word because really you're playing with play-doh and drawing I don't know hats and things but when you're in this religious environment and I would say it's a pretty semi-religious environment the preschools that we went to which were two different ones we are told all of these stories with various lessons about being a good person so at least for me I think my my feelings about it being important to be authentic and true were founded at a very young age do you think that going to Jewish preschool affected how you approach life (laughs) um I mean I definitely think it's possible I've never really thought of it in that sense I've more thought of it in the way like my parents raised me and the lessons they taught me and things they said but I think that could be rooted in like their culture and religion and how they raised me beautiful so we met when we were five court do you want to tell the story as you remember it of when and how we met and then maybe I'll share a little bit too um well the main way I remember it is how you've told me it because I don't actually remember but my mom did tell us a slightly different story okay my memory was perhaps not the best at five years old okay um well what Amanda always says is that she was sitting in the backseat of the car in her car seat um and I think you drove up to my house you think I pictured it as being like a block away from my house and having seen you and your mom on a walk this is probably totally false but I think there's a lot of good truth nuggets in there so carry on um and I basically went or our parents had already met each other um and we were both going to be starting our new school and so our parents were like saying hi to each other and introduced us to each other and apparently I went up to like 
the window with Amanda sitting in the back seat, just yelling, hi, 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 hi. But yeah, do we know if that's true? Not totally, but we believe it. We we know that, we do know that you were very hyper in your hello to me. And I mean, I remember that. I, I don't know the logistics of where I was or how it went down, but I do remember seeing a bouncing Courtney like, hi, 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 hi. And you know, you can still be capable of judgment at five years old, unfortunately. And like, I think what I remember is thinking, uh-huh. Like, I, I, I don't think I matched that level of energy. And then when we continued to be friends, uh, I think that was something that I most appreciated in Courtney. He's such a loving, energetic presence is always fun to be around. Going back to the topic of shared memories, Court and I were just getting a dessert the other night, and it was a chocolate mousse, and I said, Court, do you remember the chocolate mousse they used to serve us at hot lunch at our elementary school? And she said, of course, it was so good. It was the best. And my sister would say the same thing, and it's just, it's a very cool experience to be able to relate upon seemingly small details about our childhood. I said, do you remember the container that it came in? And Courtney said, of course, the white like sauce container. Right. It was like a ketchup, like a paper container and you could kind of spread it open. And I said, Court, I used to really try to get in the crevices because I thought it was so good. And she said, that's so interesting. I do not remember that, but I definitely did not used to do that. Well, it was spectacularly delicious mousse, so I, I don't blame myself for trying to get every last bit. And around the same time that we were becoming very close, our moms became very close. They served us hot lunch together sometimes, right? Yeah. And almost every day after school, we would beg them for a play date. What do you remember about this? Well, I remember that there were a lot of days we'd go down and be like, can we have a play date? Can we have a play date? And they were like, yeah, we've already arranged that. Like, Amanda's mom isn't even coming to pick up today. Like, we knew this was going to happen. Yes. So pretty rapidly, we became kind of like joint families in, a, in an elementary school way. We picked each other up and we became close with each other's family members too. Court, do you mind me asking what traits you remember about me in this younger version of myself like ages five through ten not necessarily preteen age um definitely very like creative and I mean as you can tell throughout these podcasts and like the books you read and things like that you can still see that today um I feel like I probably saw that most then during like art activities and our poems and things like that I remember I was really impressed with your like poetry book (laughs) poetry book we made like books for open house of like our poems in third grade the fact Courtney and I have such vivid memories from elementary school and like sure some of the details might be messed up but we were just going through our our teachers names and we remember every single teacher's name except for two which Courtney's mom had to fill in for us which we were so appreciative of but I still think it's pretty impressive that we have a pretty good memory of this time 
Yeah, we also were lucky after kindergarten, they always put us in the same class. Huh, I wonder why. I don't remember a lot from kindergarten, but I do remember that Courtney and I were often mistaken for one another. Court, what do you remember about that? I remember the two of us loved that we were confused for each other. So I think at the beginning, it was genuine like mix-ups and confusion. But as the year went on, the teachers continued doing it because the two of us would laugh hysterically every time. Right, totally. I also remember that we had a project where we painted a tropical animal. And Courtney and I were each in different classes. I remember I was pretty interested in painting the sloth, but that wasn't the animal I was assigned. I was assigned the toucan, and Courtney was also assigned the toucan, and I think that just sealed in our fate as best friends. Like, there was no going back from both being assigned the toucan, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I still have my toucan, so it really shows the friendship was meant to be. Totally. I still have a lot of my art from those days was probably a better artist then honestly court what would you say is the biggest difference between you then and you now apart from the obvious maturity that comes with growing up what personality traits do you feel have lessened or become more powerful as you've gotten older um i feel like in a lot of ways It's been the natural growth as I still have a lot of the same interests from when I was younger, such as um, I've always been really into like caring for younger children and now I'm in school for education. And like if you look back at my elementary school books, all I talked about was why to to, like take care of the babies at the school. So that's definitely stayed the same and my interests in like art and sports and things like that haven't changed much which is kind of crazy when thinking back on it but one thing that's probably changed the most and it was difficult and took a lot of time was learning to stand up for myself um I've always been someone that's looked at the positives in life and been very like optimistic so in a way as a child I kind of ignored the bad things that me like if I was being excluded or things like that and like the hurtful things people said I pushed to the side which yeah as a child was beautiful but now I've had to learn to like stick up for myself so I'm not getting put down that's really important I think that's super cool that you've seen that growth in yourself my first instinct is to call that kind of a a trait of someone who wants to avoid conflict would you agree with this yes I hate conflict drama all that stuff I just like I'm a very happy person I'd say so I don't like like the negative energy about all these things um I just want everyone to like be able to be happy and get along and live our best lives which is a beautiful quality it's also as you mentioned it's been important for you to address the hard things to maintain that happiness right yeah that was definitely something as I said I had to learn because like if you don't acknowledge the bad things like you can't acknowledge the good things either really right I totally agree and resentment can usually build from not talking about the stuff that's upsetting to you I feel horrible about to admit this but it's the truth and we've moved past it but like I went through phases where I was not kind to Courtney in elementary school 
And I say that with a lot of shame. Like Courtney is the last person that I would ever want to be hurting. But I do think it and I do think it is a natural part of growing up where we try on different personalities and sometimes those aren't the best. And we've talked about this period in our younger life when I wasn't necessarily I definitely was not kind to you in the way that you deserved what do you remember about that period of time um honestly this just unlocked a whole memory I had forgot about oh no I'm scared (laughs) no not in a bad way honestly in a good way that like we've moved past that like that's irrelevant now um I don't remember much about it other than that my parents made me build up the guts to like come up to you and be like, hey, like this is hurting me. What's going on? I think I came up to you in like the gym or something during like PE. It started like bawling my eyes out. Oh, no. Well, I'm glad that you built that courage and talked to me. To this day, we still have disagreements usually over kind of minutiae but I do think that both of us have gotten better in our communication about the hard stuff um, and the, the bumps in our relationships. I remember being quite little and just having the most ridiculous arguments. We would bicker like there was no tomorrow on the way to our various lessons I immediately remember ballet class I remember arguing about who could eat the most blueberries in one sitting in one yeah in one sitting you said you could eat a whole basket and I was just horribly offended by this I said I could eat a whole truckload I remember arguing about whether or not water has a taste because water has a taste right And, you know, that is true. It is true. I'll give it to you. Um, But I don't think I knew how to articulate what I was trying to say (laughs) at the time. Um, And I remember her mom came in as backup and said, water definitely has a taste. Another random argument I remember is we would do spelling, like spelling words in in my car with my mom. And she gave you the word bridge and I was given the word building and I threw a fit because I thought the word bridge was a much easier word than building because Courtney nailed that word she really did b-r-i-d-g-e she nailed it and I was given building which the UI really tripped me up and I did not get it so I was I was offended and I placed the blame on the difficulty of the words I always really liked vocab. That's been something that hasn't changed for me. I love words. I love when people play with words. Like even if it's the stupidest pun, I probably will enjoy it. What was your relationship with learning to spell and read, if you can remember? Um, I don't think vocab's always been my strong suit. Amanda definitely has a much wider vocabulary than I do that's partially since you read so much and I don't um but yeah I've always been a very slow reader so it's less enjoyable just because like I want to get to the like punchline of the story type thing it just gets frustrating 
Um, but I've always been more of a math girl myself. Court, there's one other school-related question that I wanted to ask you, which is what do you think the biggest adjustment has been for you in terms of living away from home and going to college? Um, Probably having to, like, keep my own schedule in a way. I mean, I always knew, like, what was going on, but at home, like, my parents were obviously there to remind me or give me a ride or whatever it would be. So now I use my calendar app, like, a lot more. Like, I literally put everything in there, and it's really useful. I relate to that sentiment of kind of being more in charge of your life like you said you're keeping track of your own stuff as you get older in high school and whatever but when you go to college or when you go anywhere away from home there definitely is an adjustment in managing your stuff there's fewer reminders and something really settles in you that you're like okay I am in charge and I am responsible for the things that need to get done you said that you are big on the calendar app and I am big on physical paper calendar. I take after my mom in that way. I think in like 2008-ish, I'm really ballparking here, everyone kind of switched to using the calendar app and my mom stuck with her books and I took after that. In the transition from high school to college, inevitably we stay in touch with people usually less, sometimes more than we did when we were home. What has finding that balance been like for you in terms of staying connected with people from home or people who are now living apart from you, like friends from high school, et cetera, including myself? Um, I feel like last year was a lot easier for me, my freshman year, just because I was in my room so much that it was easy to like FaceTime friends between classes or something like that when this year it's been a lot harder like some of my closest friends I talked to like twice in a a semester so throughout a few months like you talk to them about twice which is like kind of really upsetting but it's also really nice when you come home and still have like such a good relationship with them and can pick right back up. What do you think is the biggest difference between yourself in high school and yourself in college whether that be social academic or something else that's a good question thanks I it's kind of hard to separate it at some points like looking at just myself not like the overall experiences but if I had to pick something I would probably say like having to put myself out there because I went to a pretty small high school, about 100 kids in my grade. Um, So like everything kind of came to me versus me having to go out and like seek different opportunities, clubs, friendships, all those type of things. Something that I've noticed about being in college, specifically freshman year, is that it's a unique experience for every student to be on this same foreign first base everyone's starting from a kind of blank slate and of course maybe you'll have some other people that you know in school maybe or maybe not but for the most part 
we're all trying to navigate this new environment and honestly present the best version of ourselves and the person that we want to be in college. And I think that this can be a blessing in the sense that it's important for people to be able to start over. And at the same time, it's also it can also be pretty complicated because we have no history with these new people that we're meeting. So it's really a learning curve to see who you connect with and what relationships are actually healthy for you. Whereas in high school, at least in our situation, we've known a lot of these people that we've been going to school with somehow or some way for like 10 years. And then again, this is a good thing because we get to be exposed and connect with different types of people who haven't had our shared experiences. On the topic of my fun podcast name, which is No Better with Amanda, Court, what do you think you know better now compared to this time last year? And what do you want to know better in this upcoming year? Um, I'd probably say last like something I've learned in this past year and now know better is kind of like prioritizing things that make me happy in a way um I think that took a different form in this past year obviously with like COVID um so I had to make time to like simply just watch a show my comfort shows Gilmore Girls so that was always a go-to and I never really like gave myself time to watch TV before because I kind of thought that was like a waste of time or just like sitting down and doing like a craft or something like that um and then in this upcoming year something I've honestly learned started to learn even in this like past week is being able to do things on my own that will make me happy I've never really been an independent person so I hope to grow on that I have two follow-up questions one being something that I relate to in the in the idea of doing calming or comforting activities being a quote-unquote waste of time why do you think it is that we consider doing comforting activities to be like frivolous in comparison to being productive on other fronts I think because those are things that don't really have like a deadline and we're kind of trained to like prioritize the things that need to be done in a way but something I've realized is if I like treat myself to some relaxing time or whatever then I'll then be more productive in the work that actually does need to get done right I really I like the idea of this uh I usually hear it in like the social sense of social battery and I think it's the same for just being able to function on every level to fill up that battery with the things that bring us joy or make us calm and for you I guess that was watching tv my next question was what are the things that you're looking forward to in this upcoming year doing independently I think mainly, like, I want to try and go on more just, like, walks, kind of, whether that's listening to music or, like, reflecting, just 
a peaceful way to like be by myself enjoying what's around me and my own company that's great i'm a big fan of enjoying one's own company we're stuck with ourselves and court i have one last sort of self-interested question or wanting to feed my own curiosity question and that is what was it like for you someone who has known me since we were five years old to see me really struggling and then go through the treatment process that I went through what was it like as an outsider someone that was not in my family was it difficult were you thankful what was that experience like for you I mean it's obviously not easy for like anyone to see someone so close to them struggling um I remember you telling me like at the very beginning kind of what was going on in like the beginning of middle school um so I feel like at that point it was kind of more I need to process it and take it in to kind of understand what was going on because I also hadn't been exposed to that that much at that point in my life and when you say that what are you talking about um you I think it was you told me that you had depression was I think our first like conversation um and then I also found out I remember very clearly finding out that you were in treatment um I actually found out through one of your friends um I was downstairs with like my family and I got like a snap text because you hadn't been like responding and um your friend was like I think Amanda would want you to know what's going on and explained and I just broke down and my mom took me upstairs into her room started comforting me and was like yeah like obviously this is I totally understand why you're upset right now all of that she was also probably having a hard time with it just not showing it because I was the one breaking down um but she we also started thinking about how we are we're grateful that you were like getting the help you needed obviously because all I wanted was the best for you it was just a lot as I kind of said before to process yeah whoa um there was an episode in Glennon Doyle's podcast where she talked with her sister Amanda Doyle and talked about what the experience was like for her sister to watch her get sober to watch Glennon get sober and I don't think that there's enough attention on the front of the people who love and care about us and their experience in watching a close person go through hardship because obviously usually it's more interesting or easily processed thing to hear about someone's own difficulties but when it comes down to a a loved one we kind of just expect those people to go with the flow and go with the punches but inevitably they have their own hard experiences that come with seeing a person they love struggle get down get back up etc 
yeah, I remember that, like, while you were in treatment, obviously these thoughts and feelings didn't really, like, go away. So I found my best outlet was, like, writing letters and notes to you, even though you couldn't receive all of them at a point. Um, It was still, like, really helpful to get my thoughts on paper, kind of, like, addressing them to you. And let me tell you, I I remember getting, I think at the treatment center that I was at, you had to reach a certain level to receive letters from your good friends, which I don't know. I have some interesting thoughts about that. Moving on. I remember finally reaching that level because I was a stubborn, stubborn person. Still am in different ways. And getting that letter from you, I was sitting on the couch in a house that in Malibu that has unfortunately since burned down in the Woolsey fire. Anyways, oh fuck. <laughs> Clearly the loss of that treatment home still makes me upset. Anyways, I do vividly remember receiving a letter from you and I must say even these really simple letters which I I don't mean to call yours simple specifically but Even taking five minutes to write to someone who is having a hard time, you just never forget that. You never forget the people who promoted feelings of connection for you when you were feeling so disconnected and grieving. You remember the people who showed up for you and there's never been a time in my life when you haven't showed up for me. It was actually, we were just getting ready for dinner earlier and I just couldn't stop thinking to myself like how special is it that I get to have this person who is like my sister who I'm not related to who I've shared so much of my life with and sometimes there's moments today currently where I'll want a bigger circle than I have but just looking at you in the mirror earlier made me remember that Just having one person, and I know I have more than you, but just having one person who you have a deep connection with and can feel like you can be entirely yourself around is such a blessing. And sometimes I forget that. I never forget that I love you and how grateful I am, but I do think it's important to look at it from that perspective of focusing on the beauty that we have rather than the stuff that we lack or perceive to lack. So, Court, I do want to thank you truly for being someone that has been so consistently reliable, loving, and someone that I always know that if I'm if I'm just headed to your house for five minutes to say hi, I will laugh. Like looking at your face, not your face isn't funny. Looking <laughs> Sorry, looking at your face, it's just you hold everything dear and silly to me in you. So I just I could just look at you and I'm like, oh, my God, like she knows everything. And I'm grateful to have you and love you and be loved by you because it truly is one of the biggest blessings in my life. And I'm so glad that we got to share this time together in Hawaii we had seven days together and I'd say we did pretty well neither of us got in a tiff big tiff 
<laughs> minor tips inevitably occur but in general i think it's cool that we could go seven days 24 7 with one another and enjoy each other's company 99 percent of the time <laughs> what do you think yeah it was an amazing seven days in hawaii I'm also so grateful I got to spend them with you. And yes, we got along 99% of the time. But yeah, I love you, Amanda. I love you too. And what a great note to end on. She loves me. Incredible. Thank you for listening to Know Better with Amanda. I hope to be back soon with another episode. I don't know whether or not it will be solo or someone else whom I admire will join me, but thank you for listening, and I hope you have a fantastic January 8th, the rest of your January 8th, and January 9th, and 10th, and so on. Okay, bye-bye. We're out.